All right. The Bobby Bones post-show pre-show. Here's some voicemails from you guys. You guys can call us at any time, even as we do the post-show here. If you're watching on Facebook Live or you're listening later, call 877-77-BOBBY. Uh, I was talking yesterday because I had to go get te- pulmonary tests for the first stage of tests when I have to go scuba diving for my Nat Geo show. And I had never been scuba diving, so people were calling with some stuff. Here's Ryan in Seminole, Florida. I got to say, when I first went diving, it was one of the coolest things I've ever done. And it, it's not hard to breathe or stressful or anything. You get underwater. It's so cool to see the whole world from a different perspective. I think you're going to love it. I think so, too. But some people are like, you get down there and then you realize you're about to die. And then sometimes you do die. I'm like, I don't want to be that. Are you claustrophobic at all? Yeah, a little bit. Like, as a teenager, I would go and I would run wires under houses, meaning somebody's got to go under the house and pull the wires. And sometimes there was no crawl space. And so I'd have to get and just get all the way under the house. And so I had a little bit of that. It sucked, yeah, because you don't want to get stuck. Um, So a little bit, yeah, but mostly, most of the time I can manage it. Uh, Here's another one. Hey, Bobby. I heard you were going to be scuba diving. You're a little nervous about it. Um, I'm an instructor, and um, everybody that says you're going to hate it because you feel like you're suffocating, obviously just had a bad experience. I've been down to about 130 feet, and it feels pretty much the same as breathing at the surface. The lazier you are, the more, I guess, fun you're going to have. You're going to breathe easier. Everything's going to be fun. So I guess I was just calling to say don't be so nervous. It's an amazing experience. So um, today, by the way, as soon as we leave here, I have to go get a chest X-ray and to he- have a hearing appointment. And then tomorrow I have an EKG. And I would have to do this just to scuba dive, I don't think, but because it's for a network, I think everything has to be cleared. They want to make sure, yeah. I think so, yeah. Uh, here you go. Next one up. Morning, studio. I listen to you guys every morning. I work at a job that allows me to wear my headphones all day. So, uh, Bobby, I had a question. When you turn on your podcast app, whatever you use, iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcast, what are your go-to podcasts? Because I need some more. Because you only put out a podcast once a day. I need eight-hour-long podcasts from you, and then I won't ask that question. All right. Um, I'm going to eliminate any ones in the room because we talk about it all the time. Uh, but the ones that I probably listen to that I don't mention are I listen to Presidential which is a podcast about all the presidents individually each episode. It's fantastic. It's a nerd podcast. If you're a nerd, I love it because I feel like I'm, I'm learning. Um, I listen to I'm, – I'm actually pulling up my iHeart app right now. I listen to uh, Bill Simmons, who does sports. You familiar with him? No. I listen to The Office Ladies. You're, you familiar with them? Yes. And that's a podcast. They go through every episode of The Office. Mm-hmm. Um, I listen to – there's a really cool one. Um, it's not on my list here, but it's called – Conspiracy theories. Let me find it because I want to make sure you look at the right one. Okay, it's a on Parcast Network because there's a bunch of them that say conspiracy theories. This one's conspiracy theories. It's got a yellow thing and it's on Parcast Network. And they I mentioned on the show before. I like that one. I listen to part of my take some. Um, that's about it. If you're looking for that, the conspiracy theory one is wild. Because they just go at all the conspiracy theorists and go, I don't know, how true do we think this is? And they're not conspiracy theorists, but some of them are like, you know, there's some, there's some truth to this. The one on the Illuminati was, there's two, episodes, two parts of it. The Illuminati was really boring learning about the Illuminati, but then hearing about all the crap now is pretty cool. Oh, okay. Yeah. Check that out. Uh, that's what I would say. Appreciate that question. Uh, and obviously four things with Amy Brown, but I said we're not mentioning our podcast here. <laughs> all right, let's do this one. 
Hi, I have a question for Amy. Um, when you talk about the homework now being called practice at home, I'm wondering if that made a difference for Stevenson. I am a teacher, and years ago I taught at a school where they didn't call it homework. They called it home fun, and I refused to do that because I thought it was just silly. So I'm wondering, did that really help, and should I try that with my students this year, calling it practice at home? Thanks. We're still in the transition because this is very new. So I am still guilty of calling it homework. So I'm kind of messing up the game. But I think once we get it down, it will be helpful. I really do. Because homework, something about homework stresses them out. So when we get in the groove of, hey, no, buddy, this is just practice at home. I, I kind of like it. I, he would not go for home fun because he's he would clear a, me up right away. that's a lie. It yeah, is practice a, at home. Yeah. But home fun's a lie. <laughs> and that's what Stevenson would say. <laughs> Here we go. Hey, Bobby. How you doing? Good morning, studio. Hey, listen, I don't know Ray. I never met Ray, but I know he's getting married. Um, I wanted to know if I could get him something for his wedding. All right. Bye. Good call. Ray? Uh, yeah, Ray and Bay dot wedding. And it's all listed there, registry. Thank you. What's left on that thing? Uh, I believe you can donate to the honeymoon fund, some drinks on the beach, stuff like that. Nothing to buy as far as like uh, things. Like That's this. been cleaned out. We have family complaining about that, but I said we accidentally mentioned it on the show, and probably the first month in like uh, March or April, it was all taken already. I don't know. I see things, Mike. There's stuff here. Needs one of one: a KitchenAid artisan stand mixer, three seventy nine ninety nine. Okay, grab bag. See, Jeez. that's the thing. It might be wow. some pricier stuff left up there. Yeah, it all is. A Dyson V7 Motorhead bagless stick vacuum, two ninety nine. Needs one. Yeah. The luggage is two hundred and forty five dollars. Do a lot Where of traveling. Going? Once, once. Uh, I can't believe it's that big. <laughs> that expensive. We want to go to Grenada uh, in the Caribbean, but it's still TBD. Scroll up a little bit. I'll see what else is on here. Let's see the cheapest thing left. Screen go dead. Nah, screen went dead. I guess Ray's stuff cost too much. It broke our computer. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, all right, we're done. I got to go get these medical tests done. Thank you, guys. Call us, listen, share with your friends. Have a good day. Bye, everybody. Welcome to Thursday's show. Good morning, studio. Morning. Coming up, Ryan Bingham. He plays Walker on Yellowstone. We'll also talk to Cam, who had that song Burning House back in the day. She's doing a Ryman live show. That's happening on today's show. Pretty excited about that. Where do I start? The plumber came over yesterday. Here's the final update. If I go back in time, I had plumber A come over and go, you got some problems. I called him because the hot water wasn't coming on in my kitchen. There were parts of my house where hot water... It would take two minutes of running the water for it to get warm and then hot. And I don't want to waste water, so all we're doing is washing our hands with cold water. I don't like that. Or I would have to go wash my hands in the bathroom in the bedroom. It was just not right. I couldn't live my life always with a broken hot water. So I call this plumber A, and plumber A comes over and goes, well, we took a a look down there. It ain't pretty. Bing! Did a little spit into the can and... (laughs) He said, that'd be around $4,300 for me to fit. And I'm like, are you out of your mind? For, and I'm not mad at him. Mad at that I just moved into a new house and the hot water was broken and my inspector didn't even find it. That's his job, to find the, 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 hot, the problems. Am I wrong here? No, you're right. It could have broke 
It right didn't. It didn't. Okay. Because it wasn't a thing. It was like, well, it's not circulating to this point, and it's going to take longer. And so I'm mad. I don't want to pay that money. I'm mad at the inspector. I'm like, all right, well, thank you very much. He goes away. I'm just, I, I go to sleep that night. I'm like, can't. I got to call for a second opinion. So I call Plumber B out. And Plumber B comes out and goes, looks at it, goes, yeah, there's a circulation problem, but uh, we can do that for... About, I think 80, 90 bucks. Just put a little little thing in there. And I'm like, wait, so one guy's telling me 4,000. One guy's telling me basically 100. And then I start to think, is this second plumber just so bad? Like, I, there's no win with me. Because the cheap one, the, the cheaper option, I'm going, well, there, it's, he's probably going to put in a bad thing and it's going to explode. So I'm like, oh, what do I do? So I call the ch- plumber B. I set up a deal. I said, come out again. The cheaper one. I said, set it up, but let me know what the issue is. And he comes out and he looks at it again. He goes, hey, you know what? I think we're a little bit wrong. It's going to cost a little more than that. They did the whole thing, and it was like $900. And I feel like that's enough money for me to pay to feel like they did what they're supposed to do, but it's also not 4000 Right. So w- did you tell him that someone had m- quoted 4000 which I would be hesitant nope, to nope. do because then they would be like, oh, well, I, I'll just come, say 2000 and be good to go. Heck no. I know, but after he did I it. I told him the last guy quoted me a dollar. <laughs> okay, well, I'm just curious why the such the difference. I don't know. I don't know. I need to know. A little bit of me goes, does he know that he was at the guy that's from the radio's house? So he gave you a deal? No, the first guy. Oh, so he's... Char- yeah. Uh, char- oh. Don't know. I know. I want to call him now. You know what you should call him? Now, like Pretty Woman, where she goes back and she's like, big mistake, huge. You call Plumber A and be like, guess what? Found a plumber that did it for 900 Big mistake. Huge. Well, first of all, I'm not happy about paying 900 Don't get me wrong. But <laughs> I it, know, but why? And I'm still mad at my inspector for not finding it. But I'm just irritated that that guy charged me so much. But now I have hot water. I went to my sink, turned it on. It oh. took six seconds. That's amazing. I hope it, it my, It's great. It is just great. But anyway, here, if you're not comfortable, don't ever be scared to ask for a second opinion. This is the more you know. I learned this for myself right I've been out $3,000 almost. So if somebody comes and says, this is the quote, and you're not comfortable with it, I would say, because I think it cost me like $65 to have them come out anyway, even if they found nothing, that was the service call, that I think it's worth it, even for peace of mind, to get somebody else out to look at it. That's the latest drama at the house, though. I was on fire yesterday. Whew. How you doing? Doing good. Yeah. What'd you bring today? Well, the latest drama at my house is that my son was listening to music on his tablet and this really awesome song came on, but he was in the other, like I was in the kitchen, he was in the living room and I was like, this is a jam. And I was like, Stevenson, make sure you remember the name of this song so we can know how to play it, download it, whatever, stream it. Was so it WAP? <laughs> what? Was it WAP? No. Oh. I'm mad because I don't know what it is because then he comes in the oh. kitchen and he's, and I said, Hey, did you write down that song? And he's like, yeah, I wrote it down and he hands it to me and it says, you know what the piece of paper says? Kiss FM. <laughs> he was listening to Kiss FM stream yes. station? Yes. Well, he, it probably and went, so, Kiss FM. And he was like, that's the name of the song. Yeah. That's so awesome. Like, hey, buddy, this is the station you're listening to on iHeart. This is not the name of the song. But now we're bummed because we don't know. And now neither one of us can think of the lyrics or the beat. So we just keep, now I'm going to be listening to pop, trying to hear the song because it is good. If you tell me what day and time it is, I can call Kiss FM and find out. I don't listen. About, I don't know, about, but I don't know if we were listening to Kiss FM, 
which insert oh, whatever city. Which Kiss FM. He just wrote it down and handed it to me. But I knew when I saw Kiss FM that that's what he was listening hey, to. So Ray, if you turn the music down, Amy, kind of hum or sing back what you think the song was. It's now our goal to find it. I know. Here we go. We just need to listen to maybe the top ten songs in pop right now. Go, just hum it. Go. Feels like Dua Lipa. Is it no, a girl? No, I would know that guy. Uh, no, but now, is this Dua Lipa? Don't show up. Yeah, that's Dua Lipa. Yeah. Okay, then that must just be in I'll my head. I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to come back. I'm going to run through the top 10 pop songs. Oh, okay. I'm sure we have them. We have a pop station here in the building. And then we'll uh, see if it's the right song. Mm-mm. All right. Well, well, well. Eddie, what'd you bring today? So I wanted to ask you guys. My kids take the crust off their bread. Did you guys ever do this as you were kids? Yes. When you were kids? Because why? Why do you do that? I hate crust. Crust, I... So we bought the cheapest white bread you could possibly find. I mean, I had bologna sandwiches, white bread. But the crust was like what adults ate. I wasn't trying to be an adult. <laughs> and sometimes I would take the crust off and just make uh, donuts, white bread donuts. You just, but but with stuff in the middle no, or just no, we weren't that rich. roll up the bread? No, you literally just make a donut out of the bread. And sometimes you have a lunch donut. It's just a different way to eat the same thing, honestly, to give you a little... Because, again, when you don't have any money, you have to be creative. So we would take and, and squunch up the white bread, and sometimes they'd poke a hole in it and squirt, like, mustard in it, and I would eat that for lunch. Oh, wow. Yeah. But it was – don't feel bad. It was a donut hole. It, I get it. But it was a um, different way for us to enjoy the little means that we had. Yeah. But, yeah, it was, it was legit. Having donuts – I hated crust, Eddie. Yeah, so. Eddie, most kids don't like yeah. crust. What's up? It's it's very strange. Like I, I make them a sandwich and then they just take the crust off. But but I busted them the other night too because we had French bread at the table. Well, they ate the crust of that too, and I'm like, well, you're eating the crust of the French bread. But I don't know. It's something maybe they learned it at school where everyone takes the crust off. No, I don't you know. learn it That's off like, of instinct. I think, yeah, I think kids just know. Crust well, sucks. I don't to... even like crust now. I'm just too lazy to take it off. Oh, I like crust it's now. It's so weird. Oh, crust sucks. Okay, I think that's what I'm gonna run on my platform <laughs> in two years if I leave. Crust sucks because everybody agrees. Don't they make those sandwiches? Ray eats them uncrustables. Uh, yeah, that was a couple years ago, but they do. <laughs> and why would they make that? Because, because people crust hate sucks. Crust. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but they're not making the crustables. Yeah, true. If, if it was all crust all the time, <laughs> ain't no way selling. Ain't no way buying that crap. Mm-hmm. On the Bobby Bones Show now, Ryan Bingham. All right, on with us right now is Ryan Bingham, artist, also actor. He's in uh, Yellowstone. Ryan, how are you, bud? I'm doing great. How are you? Hey, good to talk to you. I just jumped into Yellowstone about three months or so ago. Uh, Amy here on the show was like, you got to watch it. I was like, I don't know if I'm... I love it. I'm only two seasons in, so I'm not going to ask for any spoilers. I know, Amy, you're done right now, right? I'm you're caught totally up. caught up to the current, what just came out this last Sunday. So anything I ask is not going to have <laughs> anything to do with anything past really season one. Are you cool with that? <laughs> yeah, that's cool. All right. Uh, so... Why don't we start with this? You, you come into the show and you're walking out of prison and Rip comes and picks you up from prison and you've been in prison for what? Like popping somebody in a bar fight and him dying. Isn't that the greatest like good guy coming from prison murder story ever? Like you can't dislike you coming, you know, with the start, even though you're a, like a convicted murderer, right? Yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's a heck of a story. I've really enjoyed working on this show and um, it was quite an introduction there from the start. When the show started, they already have you cast, meaning as they were doing all production, because you came in just a bit later, or did they cast you once it was already kind of going? They cast me once it was already going. Uh, I met Taylor Sheridan, the writer and director, uh, 
maybe a year or two prior to this, he he uh, wrote and directed a film called Wind River, and he he had contacted me then about uh, writing a song for, for that movie, and I never really kind of came up with anything that stuck. And whenever this show came around, he contacted me about writing some songs for the show, and then uh, he found out that I could ride horses and I used to rodeo, and he said, "Well, shoot, we got to write you into this show." And he said, I don't know what I'm going to do with you yet, but I'll figure something out. And then we came up with the character of Walker, and he basically told me, he said, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. If you do good, then we'll keep you on. And he said, if you suck, we'll just kill you off. <laughs> that, that's easy. That's pretty crazy, too, that you weren't in the original conception of the show, but they liked what you did so much. And you had the skill set that they wrote you in. Now, you rodeo clown for a bit. Is that true? Uh, I rode bulls. You literally rode bulls? Yeah. Yeah, I wrote bulls for, for quite a while. That's kind of really how I got into the music and the whole thing. Well, me saying you were a rodeo clown, then it's quite the insult. I apologize. It was, it was written here that you at one time were uh, uh, running from bulls, but maybe that was uh, you actually getting thrown off. Were you a good bull rider? I like to stick on every now and then. And, uh, you know, I, I got to give the rodeo clowns and bullfighters lots of credit. They definitely... Uh, saved my butt a few times when I was running from one after getting bucked off. <laughs> on with us right now, Ryan Bingham, artist. He also plays Walker on Yellowstone. Eddie, you have a question for Ryan? I do. Hey, Ryan. I, I, when I lived back in Austin, you know, you had just gotten married and you were off in your honeymoon, and I was kind of in the industry. So somebody from your label called because you had been missing for like over a week, and they're like, Have you all heard from Ryan? Because <laughs> he's MIA. Like, do you remember that? And what happened there? I do remember that. My wife and I uh, took off to Costa Rica on our honeymoon, and we uh, we didn't really make plans. We just got us a road map, and we would just kind of go one day to the next. And we ended up staying out way out in the jungle somewhere where there's no phone reception or anything like that. And we don't really know what happened. It's like a fan called in or somebody just kind of was spreading a rumor around that we were uh, killed in a car wreck. And so all of a sudden... All our friends and family and people were calling from all over the place, and they couldn't get a hold of us because we were out in some remote location. And um, it was, you know, for us, we didn't know we were drinking beer on the beach. But, <laughs> <laughs> we took a lot of our friends and family for a ride there for a bit. Do you get to keep the clothes that your character wears, Ryan? Yeah, a lot of the clothes I brought myself. Um, uh, and and I don't get to keep all the, all, the, all the clothes. They're, they're, they bring all of the jackets and things like that in. But like my hat and my boots and uh, my jeans and stuff. Some of that stuff I just brought myself. So the hat that you wear, which is a bit different from the rest, a little taller. So you brought that in yourself. Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. You know, what, in one of the first episodes, you you have your guitar with you. You pull it out. You just start playing. I I'm, I'm watching because I play a little bit, and I'm like, he didn't even tune that guitar. Now, do you ever struggle with going, hey, guys, I would pull this out, and I'd actually probably tune it a little bit before I would start singing, or do you just let it rip because it's TV? I kind of just let it go. You know, know, when I first started playing the guitar, I really, you know, I played in a lot of bars that were just like that. Um, After the rodeos, you know, friends of mine would drag me over to the bar, we'd get my guitar out of the truck, and I would go in and play, and and probably nine times out of ten, I was out of tune. (laughs) I just felt like for it to be authentic, you know, Walker would probably be out of tune playing the guitar in some shitty bar somewhere around a campfire. So I just let it roll. Amy? Well, so I read somewhere that fans can actually stay at the Yellowstone Ranch. Is that true? 
Uh, maybe when they're not filming, you know, I, I'm not sure. You know, it's a, the ranch, the Chief Joseph Ranch is kind of an, an active ranch during the off-season when we're not filming there. So um, I'm not sure, but maybe maybe the owner there has some kind of deal with people, you know, coming out and staying. Uh, I'm not sure, but I wouldn't uh, be surprised. Oh, so the owner is not Kevin Costner? Because I also read that, too. <laughs> Oh, yeah, maybe it is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I thought, like, it is his real ranch, and they film out there, but maybe not. Hey, what about someone like Beth? She plays Beth on the show, but she's British in real life. Does she talk in a British accent when you guys aren't shooting, and is that weird? Uh, she does. She's probably one of the sweetest, one of the most nice person I've ever met. Um, and it is, because my very first scene on the show was with her, and... You know, I hadn't met her before, but I had seen, you know, some of the other uh, episodes. And so um, I had no idea really who she was. And then our first scene was together. And, you know, she's this very tough woman. And then afterwards, we ended up, you know, hanging out, and, like uh, drinking a cup of tea. And, and she was very sweet, very nice. And, um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a surprise. But she speaks British because she plays that character so well. So well. The weird thing, too, is, you know, her character smokes all the time. Are those real cigarettes? I don't know. You know, I, I, I don't know if those are real songs. I, I don't know. I don't know that for sure. Ryan Bingham is on with us who plays Walker in Yellowstone. As far as trailers go on the set, is Costner's the biggest? Oh, yeah, by far. <laughs> it has wings on it. <laughs> of all the cast, who would you say is your best friend that you hang out with the most of all the guys that we'd see on camera? You know, I really like everybody Cast um, uh, Jefferson is, is is one guy for sure. They play uh, Jimmy. Um, I really enjoy hanging out with Jefferson, kind of on side stage. He just kind of always has these very kind of insightful things to say. And uh, um, but uh, but everybody is, is is really great to work with and, and be around. And for someone like me, kind of uh, to be you know relatively new to the game as far as the acting goes, it's uh, it's great to be around. Um, such kind of seasoned actresses and, and actors, so I, I really enjoyed that. You haven't been hurt on set by a horse or fallen off a horse, have you? No, surprisingly not. That, that riff, he's a pretty tough guy, you know? Yeah, uh, Ryan Bingham's <laughs> on. By the way, Ryan's writing and recording a new album uh, during the second half of 2020. So we got new music in 2021. What's what's kind of the deal with that? Yeah, you know, I'm been kind of kicking, I'm always kicking song ideas around and um, you know, I'm really kind of focusing on, on, on making an acoustic record, very much just me and, and a guitar uh, type feel to it. So it's, I've just got a bunch of ideas right now, hopefully getting it all put together this fall. So, um, you know, that's, that's kind of the, the idea of it you know, for now. Well, let us know when it's ready. We'd love to hear it and love to get you back on the show and talk about, you know, your music specifically. Well, appreciate the time, man. I, you know, I'd never been to Montana. I was just up there for a few days shooting some stuff, and uh, we had no cell service for days. We were deep in the mountains, and for me, that was a different kind of, of outdoor experience. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm really jealous of where you are right now, man. That's a pretty cool place to shoot. Yeah, it's a beautiful place, and, uh, you know, big thanks to all the local folks here in Montana as well for for putting up with us while we're here. Um, it's a beautiful spot, and it's uh, had a very warm welcome from people here. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a very special opportunity, you know, for, for us to work up here. All right, at Ryan Bingham on Instagram. Ryan, good to talk to you. Let us know when you got the music ready to go. We'd love to hear it and play it, man. We'll do Thank you, guys. All right, see you, Ryan. You got a woman in Alabama. She drove her car through the front door of a Home Depot last Friday. 
which is news enough. But then she jumped out, stole a few things, and then drove off. And police are still looking for her. There's video of it. Someone in the store keeps yelling to get out of the way. Several people call the cops. Here's a clip from the video. She's driving the car through the Home Depot, getting out and getting stuff. What? According to police, woman had staged some items she wanted to steal inside the store before driving through the storefront. She then loaded the items into the vehicle and drove away. She's still at large. Black Pontiac Sunfire that may have suffered damage from the crash. Wow. If you see a black Pontiac Sunfire in Alabama with Home Depot written backward, kind of into the front. <laughs> orange on it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or dragging a Home Depot sign. That's probably her. I tell you, that Pontiac Sunfire, though, I had one of those. When I moved from Little Rock to Austin, I'd never been. It was in the middle of a blizzard. That normal drive would take about three and a half hours. It took 26, I think, because we were in the middle of snow and ice. But that Pontiac Sunfire never stopped, never missed a beat. Sometimes we got backed up behind 18-wheelers. We couldn't get up hills. We got trapped. That Pontiac Sunfire was a tank, over 200,000 miles. So I see how it made it, in and out. Did you see the, the shark clip? The guy who had to jump on the shark to save his wife? No. But good for him. Look at that hero. You think you could do that for Caitlin? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Not for many people. Not for many people. I think we could probably discuss the line where I'd stop trying to attack the shark. But for Caitlin, yes. There was a guy in Australia who's called Husband of the Year after he jumped on a great white shark and started punching it when it attacked his wife. Wow. The shark, which was described as being between 6 and 10 feet, attacked his wife and threw her off the surfboard. So he grabbed onto his wife's surfboard and began punching the shark until it let her go. She ended up in the hospital, survived, but here he is talking about the attack. It hit her like a, like with a force and threw off the board. When I got over there and saw that it was on her calf, your immediate reaction is get off her calf. So I was trying to leverage punches sort of down onto it. It feels like you're punching a brick wall. She's a conservationist and a botanist and doing a PhD. She's kind of worried about the shark. Isn't that crazy? worried about the shark. Mm. There's a guy that we're thinking about doing an episode with in Hawaii who had his leg bitten off by a shark, but he's a conservation uh, photographer. And he, as soon as he got bitten off, he went back in and was like, hey, the shark just did what sharks do. That's on me for getting bit. So what are you going to do with him? Go down with the sharks, I think. Cool. We haven't got a shark episode cleared yet. I don't think. Maybe we do. But that's the one I should be the most scared of, and I'm just kind of excited about that. Okay. I'm scared about some of these episodes, but I, it's not for me to worry about. I do worry for Caitlin, though, having to worry about you. Every time I leave, she's like, I, don't, I hope you're okay. Mm-hmm. I'll see you on the other side. But she's going to Idaho next next week with me. Um, I would jump. I would save Caitlin. Come on. <laughs> I'd probably save my niece. My nephew, debatable. <laughs> He's cool. I've met him. He's older. He's a little older kid. Yeah. A little more hard-headed. Um... And then I'd probably just yell loudly if it were Amy Reddy. <clears throat> but the rest I would just... Get, get off of <laughs> Are him. you joking? Come on, Shark, let him go! The rest I would run. Wow. But those two, I would just I would look at them sternly and be like, come on, man! Right. Any of you other losers, I'm out. Shark, feet don't fail me now because I'm out the door. Let's see how it is. Eddie, we got replaced by Caitlin. He can only oh, well, save that's so e- many Of people. course. Duh. Well, okay, fine. <laughs> now you won't save us. Pre-her, you probably would have saved us. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. You'd have been first-round draft picks, but not anymore. Got it.
The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Billboard came out with their money makers list, ranking the earnings of the top 40 music acts. Eric Church is the highest country star at number 11 with over 25 million. And George Strait is also on the list at number 17 with over 21 million. Faith Hill shared on Instagram that they threw their first ever family album release party for Tim McGraw's new album coming out this week. She shared a video of her and Tim dancing while listening to his album on vinyl. Thomas Rhett's wife, Lauren, dropped her new book yesterday, and in it, she revealed that she and Thomas saved themselves for marriage even when they dated other people in college. You can see more about that at bobbybones.com. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. A cop in California was driving around doing patrol when she saw a man in a wheelchair, and he, she was like, man, he looks like he's stuck on the railroad tracks. And she hears a honk, honk, train is coming. She jumps out of her car, says, dude, you need help? And he's like, yeah. She rips him out of the wheelchair. Wow. Yeah. Five seconds later, <laughs> train hits the wheelchair. First of all, wow. That's crazy. Second of all, A-plus sound effects. Yeah. So we're going to walk through the story ourselves. Yeah, so shout out Officer Erica Urea. She saved his life. Man, that is, that's, a, that's a good one. That's what it's all about right there. That was Tell Me Something Good. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Manitoba, Canada. A 19-year-old drunk guy was running from police. He sees a taxi and he jumps in the backseat says, Yo, bro, take me to 17th Street. Only problem is undercover cop car. Oh, nice. One a cab. Nice. <laughs> I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. Elder versus millennial. El- Eddie the oldest versus Morgan number two, the youngest. And they just answer questions about each other's generation. L- let's introduce our players. Ooh. He's the dad of four. The Hispanic who don't panic. In his beard, you'll find a few grays. And he's had corona for 40 days. It's our oh, video wow. producer, Eddie! <laughs> That's funny, Bones. Thank you. His opponent, she runs our digital, stands proudly at five feet. She's like a blonde outlaw from Wichita. <laughs> and guys, she's on dating apps and occasionally will post a thirst trap. It's Morgan number two! Oh, good one. Yeah, that was good. There she is. Eddie. Come on. Uh, you're losing five to four, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to ask you uh, three questions about Morgan number two's generation. Uh, She was born in 1994. Three. Three. There you go. Eddie, what millennial term means to absolutely kill it in the best possible way? What millennial term means to absolutely kill it in the best possible way? Let's go with slay. He says it's slay. Show me slay. Correct. Oh, nice. Yeah. Because sometimes I'll do something cool and Eddie will whisper me, Slay Boy. (laughs) No, No, I don't. That's never happened. (laughs) Never. (laughs) Uh, What's the name of the high school that Ryan, Marissa, Seth, and Summer attended in the OC? Never watched it. What's the name of the high school that, that, uh, let me ask, let me ask twice, Eddie. Yeah. You act like you're new to this game. We're three seasons deep here. Uh. (laughs) Ryan, Marissa, Seth, and Summer at the OC. What was the name of their school? I'm going to go with Baymont High. Oh, Baymont. Nice. Uh, Incorrect. Morgan, can you steal? 
I don't think I can, but I'll guess Orange County High School. No, uh, Harbor High School. Harbor High School. Eddie. Bay is an affectionate term used to address or refer to your significant other. What is Bay an acronym for? On this show, too, yeah. Ray's girl's name is Laura, but it rhymes, so we call them Ray and Bay. Yeah! They're, they're getting married in October. Mm-hmm. So we use it quite often. Ray, uh, Eddie, what does Bay stand for? Uh, I believe it stands for before. It can either be anyone or anything else. Before anything else. Incorrect. <laughs> Eddie, it's a no! human. Before it's a human. <laughs> Wait, you're. Oh, you think your sandwich is bay? <laughs> yeah, can't a sandwich be bay? Uh, I, I guess we made up the word so it can be whatever you want. But uh, Morgan, go ahead and steal this one. Before anybody else. <gasps> I thought. I'll guys. accept before anyone or anybody else. Oh, okay. Because it's a person thing. Okay, confession. Think? I guess I didn't even associate with the person. I thought it was before all else. All. No, you both you, you both thought wrong. Good for you. You're a little older. You got it right. These acronyms, like when, especially when people type so much, do you ever read their messages if it's like, I Elias. But I you, know what all that means. Well, I'm like, <laughs> you're doing I love you so much right now. I know, but I have to. Yeah. I, it just doesn't register with me right away, and or in real life. So I R L, and then I I have to like stop. It takes me like a minute to break everything down. It's okay, Mimo. I know. I don't like it about myself. <laughs> okay, here we go. Morgan number two. You have three questions. The score is one to one. Right. Question number one from Eddie's generation. What was the name of E.T.'s favorite candy? Favorite candy? E.T. Phone home. <laughs> what was E.T.'s favorite candy? I don't even know what candy they were eating back then. What? I... Back then? Like, it's the <laughs> Columbus like it's the sailing to the <laughs> Bahamas days? Oh, a Jolly Rancher. Incorrect. Eddie, what was E.T.'s favorite candy? No, no, no. He liked Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces. So cute. <laughs> Did you ever see E.T., Morgan? Uh, no. I mean, I might have when I was really, really young, but I don't remember it. Eddie takes the lead. Hey, Morgan, what did people desperately try to avoid on the show Press Your Luck? They would yell, no blank. Is that a game show? What did people desperately try to avoid on the game show Press Your Luck? Desperately tried to avoid the... They would yell, no blank. No to the red button. Mm, That's right. The easy to say segment. No to the red button. (laughs) Eddie, no. No. <laughs> I don't know what this is. No. Oh, you don't know? Candy. Wow. No, I thought this was uh-uh. so easy. It's easy. It's so no. easy. I don't know it. No candy. No. <laughs> Amy, what do you yell as it's happening? No whammy. No whammy, no whammy, no whammies. Yeah. I knew that. Okay. Uh, two to one still. Eddie's in the lead. Morgan, you need this okay. to tie. All right. Kevin, Paul, and Winnie were a group of friends on what TV show? Here's the theme song of the TV show. What would you do if I sang out of tune? Kevin, Paul, and Winnie were a group of friends from this TV show. This is theme song. What show is that? 
Cheers. <laughs> no. Uh, Eddie? Oh, man, for the win. That's the Wonder Years. There you go. The Wonder Years it is. Yeah! Eddie is our winner. Five to five. Eddie, what do you want to say to all your fans of your generation? Hey, all you millennials out there, all you uh, elders, don't let these millennials push you around. You're smarter than them. Nice. That's right. More knowledge has been obtained over the years. That's right. Oof. A restaurant in Texas held a Karen Day, meaning... They'd give free food to anyone who came in with a driver's license and their name was Karen. <laughs> and about 40 people showed up. It went down at a chicken cone restaurant in Houston, Texas. According to the promotion, Karen Day launched to show sympathy to the good Karens of the world. Because right now, if your name is Karen, that stinks. That's a bummer, yeah. yeah. By offering anyone who is legally named Karen free food. I just thought if your real name is Karen, why don't we offer Karen's a chicken cone when they come in and use the password? I would like to speak to the manager. Something funny to give back to anyone with the name <laughs> Karen who has had the same experience as me. Pretty funny. Love it. That's a really uh, good job. Whoever the promotion team is here, whoever that lady is, that's, that's awesome. I saw another funny one on the internet where it was a divorce lawyer and you look at the elevator and it's a picture of a happy couple, but when the doors open, they split apart and right there's a sign that said divorce lawyers. <laughs> I was like, that's next level thinking. <laughs> oh. That's an amazing way to promote yourself. Mm-hmm. That, is, that is next level crap right there. Um, here are Amy. We're going to follow up from last hour. Amy said that her son Stevenson was in a, a like a side room listening to music. Yes. And you thought the music he was listening to was awesome. Song sounded so cool. And I yelled, hey, buddy, don't forget to write down the song. And he wrote it down. He brought it to me and he wrote down Kiss FM. <laughs> that was the station he was listening to. So now you don't know the song. <laughs> no idea. Okay. Uh, we've pulled the top 10 songs from pop radio right now. Okay. Um, is it, it's, you'd probably know this one, is it? Harry, number one is Harry Styles. Watermelon sugar. No, I know this. Not this one. On a summer evening. You don't think it's this one? Oh, no, we know this one. I would know Watermelon Sugar. We, we, we play it. Okay. Mark that one off the list. Is it Break My Heart by Dua Lipa? But listen to this one. It's got a little funky beat. I like this one. I like her. Like, everything she puts out is, like, pretty cool and retro. I've always been the one to say the It was a guy, so... We You're sure? Yeah. Okay. This song's been massive. You're probably going to know this one, but let me play it. Is it number three on the chart, Blinding Lights by The Weeknd? This feels like a video game song to me or, like, something from, like, Mad Max or something. It feels 80s, too. The, the yeah. pop sound is very 80s and retro now. This is it? No, I know this one. Yeah, that's good. Okay, um, now we're going to get to some stuff that... Okay, good, because I'm wondering if it's not, yeah, popular enough to where I would know it, because these three that you played, I know. Do you know St. John Roses? Yes. This is, I know this from TikTok, yeah. Yeah. But this is not it? This is not it. Okay. Do you know Before You Go from Louis Capaldi? Feel by the wayside, like everyone else. I hate you, I hate you, I hate I do you, know it. I was it was, I don't know if this gets more upbeat. Will you fast forward, Ray? We have a button we can fast forward this. Let's hear. Okay. Now, it was more to it than this. Was never the right time. No. <laughs> but that's good. I don't know. Let's put this as a contender. Okay, we're going to put this as a maybe. 
Okay. So maybe Louis Capaldi before you go. Okay, um, I, it's not Harry Styles' Adore You, which is a great song. Just let me adore you. How do we Walk know it's far? not this? Um, I, don't, I thought you knew all the Harry Styles record. No. Oh, I don't I guess I'm confusing you with me. Sorry. <laughs> oh. No. Oh, I know this one. But this isn't it, because I know it. believe it. Okay, not it. All right, all right we only have Good two though. more. Uh, number seven, the baby rock star. I'm gonna take a sound like a rock star. I got the midget. Like a rock star. I pull up. Like. How you pull up, baby? How you pull up? Could this be it? And the Lamborghini like a rock star. Benjamin, Benjamin. I pull up. I feel like I know this one already. Oh. Brand new Lamborghini like a rock star. Yes. This isn't it, but I love this song. All right, all right. We only have three left. So far, it can only be Louis Capaldi. If we don't get it, we'll, we'll go 10 through 20 in the, oh, the at post show. <laughs> okay. Well, that's what I'm saying. What if it's not popular enough yet? Well, if a, if a ma- major pop station is playing it, it's got to be somewhere, right? But yeah. we're, ta- we're, we're playing the odds here. How about Bene? Is that how you say it? This is called Super Lonely. I know oh, I know don't. this song. I'm oh, this is great. Not it, though? This is from TikTok. Yeah. yeah. This song, Coffee for Your Head, the next one I love. It gets, it gets going. It's uh, How Fu, I think. It's like. I don't want to fall asleep. This might be it. It sounds like kind of gym class heroes type stuff. This song is a jam. I tried to do my best, but you know that I'm not perfect. I've been praying for forgiveness. You've been praying for my health. When I leave this place, hoping you'll find someone else. Cause yeah, we still young. There's so much we haven't done. Getting married, start a family. Watch your husband with his son. I wish it could be me, but it will be someone instead. You think that's it? I think that this could be it. Cause like I don't recognize it at all, except for like something about the beat. But it's a song. The song we heard the other day, that's the first time I've ever heard it in my life. And it was coming from another room, but I remember liking it. And Stevenson loved it too. This could be it. Do we find it? I felt like it had more to it, but... This could be it. What are we se- are we settling on for now? This is it? I mean, I think... Well, he remembered if you go home and play it. Oh, I think if I play this, he's he won't remember. So I think if I play this for him, which he wants to find the song too, so this has been helpful. Honestly, I think if I play him this song, he'll say, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, this was it. We found it, Mom." Uh, Pow Fu, coffee for your head. Okay. That's your song. All right, we found it. I mean, we think. I'll let you know if I hear it anywhere else. I knew we could do it. Good job. We're like investigators. We only spent 10 minutes playing hooks of pop songs on the country station but hopefully to we find maybe... out some super inside <laughs> thing that you and your son. What a great show we are. But... <laughs> Listen, if anything, maybe people look for some pop songs to stream for their workout. Mm, uh, yeah, the baby song's pretty good to work out too. Um, okay. Coffee for your head. That's not how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it was. Not really. You didn't really sing. Okay, how does it go? Make a cup of coffee for your head. Okay, got it. Ryan is on right now. Ryan is from Georgia. He's 13 years old. Here he is. Raymundo, you're an amazing person. Glad you're on the show. And Bobby, week one, Razorbacks versus dogs. We're going to hand it to you. Go dogs. Woo, 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 woo. Okay, yeah, you're probably right. 
Listen, Arkansas is not going to be our year. Georgia's great football team this year. Uh, I would I 50-50 the first week goes down. With all the schools that are getting canceled right now, and so far the athletes are staying on campus, but North Carolina and Chapel Hill, back to virtual. Notre Dame, back to virtual. Michigan State, back to virtual. They went in, boom, blows up with coronavirus, back out. I just can't see, and I hope I'm wrong. And I never hope I'm wrong. I sit at home sometimes and pray I'll never be wrong, but I hope I'm wrong about this because there is nothing I want to see more than college football. It is my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. You and but I'm not letting my heart get it. I'm not just letting it get there to that spot where I'm just like I can't wait. For- I can't do it. I, but I'm 50-50 on if the season even happens, the first game. Okay. I'm only 20-80 on if the whole thing completes. I that's a tough. There ain't no. Oh, all way. the way through the season? Yeah. No, 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 no. I can have hope for football, and listen, I don't really care much about football, but I actually would like to see it happen. Well, like, considering there's only going to be like 30 teams, maybe Arkansas can make the top 25. <laughs> Ooh, maybe. <laughs> That's the goal there. Uh, Ryan, appreciate that voicemail. You guys can call us anytime. If you have a question or a comment, you have a, a show suggestion, 877-77-BOBBY. That's the number. The Here's Amy's pile of stories. So a bat got into Kelsey Ballerini's house, and then Kelsey and her husband Morgan, they could not get it out. She posted a clip on Twitter of them trying to do it. It appears as though there is a bat in our room. Oh, gosh, fellas. Yeah, out. Where is he? Batman. Where? <laughs> well, the bats are weird, too, because if one touches you, you almost have to just go get a rabies shot. Yeah. And then it's a rabies shot isn't just one shot. I've had friends that have not been bitten but had bats either land on them or they grabbed a dead one thinking it was something else, and they had to get rabies shots in their stomach. Like, no joke. Oh, my gosh. Mm, what, so yeah, what well, ended up happening? There, She gave an update saying that she thinks that it flew out overnight, but earlier in the night before she knew if it was going to be gone, she put out some water for him because she started to feel bad that he might be exhausted flapping around their place all the nice. time. Always and, caring. Yeah, that's, I mean, having a weird animal inside your house. What did you have that one time, a possum? Yeah, but I didn't know what it was. I, I thought it was my dog. I, have a, I had a white dog at the time about the size of a possum. And I felt my dog rubbing on my leg. And then I looked down. I'm in the kitchen. It was a possum who'd come in the back door. And it was rubbing on my leg. And then I started chasing it with a broom. And it was about 20 minutes of... (sighs) And I didn't want to shoot it inside the house. Because I'm not going to pull out a 22 and and pop it. So you just have to kind of swipe it outside. And finally it was gone. So, yeah. But they got it out. Good for them. That's funny, though. What else you got? Well, they think it's it's out. (laughs) Maybe it's hanging somewhere, sleeping. I don't know. Uh, So BuzzFeed put out a list of a bunch of big-time celebrities who auditioned for Saturday Night Live, but they didn't make the cut. And these are funny people, like Steve Carell. Mm -hmm. I I think Lorne Michael said that Steve Carell had almost all of it, but was just missing a little something on the performance side. Yeah, they just weren't on the same same level. It wasn't going to work. Kevin Hart. I guess during his audition, he did some impression of NBA star Avery Johnson and Lauren Michaels. Who Lauren Michaels, yeah. Didn't know who Avery was. Most people wouldn't unless you're a big basketball fan. Yeah, but Kevin Hart's so funny. Weird impression to do. That's like me going, all right, everybody, here we go. Here's a weird impression of my mailman. And you're going to hear it and be like, what? I don't know your mailman. Is that funny? <laughs> Jennifer Aniston actually auditioned and got the part, according to Adam Sandler. But 
then she was offered the spot on Friends, so she turned down SNL. There's a lot. Louis, uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus didn't get it. I think there's Jim Carrey, yeah. Mindy Colling. She was actually offered a writer spot on it, but not um, a performance spot, so she turned it down. Yeah, she wanted an on-screen role, so she went over and did The Office. Anyway, just thought that was. Kind of funny, all the funny people that didn't make the funny show. Uh, here's the deal with Netflix. You might soon be able to shuffle while watching. Kind of like, it made me think when we used to have the iPod shuffle back and in the day. And it was terrible. All right. But you just, I had it. It was little teeny tiny and clip it on and you never knew which one of your songs you downloaded was going to play next. And there'll be an option on that, only on the TV version, so not on your phone or computer. And you just hit shuffle. And based on what you previously watched or liked, it's not going to dig outside of your wheelhouse, but it should be showing you something that matches with you and your taste. It's a button that says play something. And if you hit that, then one of the shows pop up. Yeah, they're playing around with the names. I barely know what I want to watch. One of the names. There's no way Netflix knows what I'm feeling. I think, I don't know. Computers have us figured out at times better than we do. All right. Is that it, Amy? Yep. I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. Well, a six-year-old named Paris has already started her own little nonprofit foundation, Paris Cares Foundation, and she's only in the first grade. She has so far delivered over 500 care packages with food, drinks, and other essentials to the homeless in St. Louis. Now, obviously her mom and her dad, they help her get the goods, but Paris fills each of her Paris care packages with a personal note or drawing. It's got to feel good for those parents, too, to see their kid wanting to do something. Yeah. With your kids, do you ever see any of that? We're like, oh, that's so cool. They want to do this. Sometimes. I would think it would be more given that they grew up in an orphanage mm-hmm. and saw other people care for them. But yeah. Well, it's one it's of two always. ways. It's one of two ways. You know, I was always told because I grew up not as poor as your kids in an orphanage in Haiti, but, you know, pretty poor. But. It was like, hey, when you grow up with nothing, you either are very selfish because you're afraid that you're never going to have it again, or you're very giving because you're like, holy crap, I was given to my whole life. I need to make sure I get... And usually it's over one way or the other. It's it's almost never right down the middle. Okay. I just don't think they're really where they can figure it out yet because they're not selfish, but they're just... They're not... Maybe selfish isn't the word. Maybe it was... It's self-concerned because of other things in the past. Oh, one of Stevenson was super cute. My son, one of our friends lost her job a couple of weeks ago, and he was like... Oh, well, she can come and live in my room and she can watch our TV and eat our food. We got her. No problem. He's very concerned and caring. So he does have a heart, but he's definitely just not like this six year old. (laughs) Well, Paris and St. Louis. That's awesome. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. What's happening, everybody? It is now time for Amy's morning corny, except today, since it's Thursday, it'll be the investigative corny as uh, me, Eddie Launchbox, try to figure it out. Ready. Hey, did you ever have brain fog with your coronavirus? Um, a little bit. I mean, but I don't know if that was related or not. You, you mean you just have brain fog anyway? Yeah, just brain fog. I mean, maybe it's just being trapped in my room for 14 days that did that. Well, another one of my friends is battling coronavirus right now, and she talks that she had brain fog so bad she couldn't find easy words. So I wondered if that had happened with you. Not, not It didn't stand out, so no. I, I would say no. Okay. Uh, well, let's get sharp here, boys. Time for us to get the investigative corny. Let's go. The morning corny. What do you call a country singer that likes Indian food? What do you call a country singer that likes Indian food? Curry Underwood. Curry what? Underwood. How did y'all do that? 
that. We've already done that one. Wait. You win. Yeah. Win. <laughs> oh. Not with me. Oh, I think I Bobby did, it did it with us. When you were out. Week. Oh. We should have just played it cool. When you were out, uh, uh, when you had a personal day, Yeah. I did the morning corny and I dominated with that one. All right. You want to okay. do another one? Yeah. All right. Me. Here we go. I was like, what? <laughs> the morning corny. What is the opposite of a hot pepper? What's the opposite of a hot pepper? Go. Cold okay. salt. Cold. Ice pepper. Ice. Cold. Ice. Uh, hot pepper. Frozen. Hot I'll be pepper. here. Hot pepper. Hot pepper. A cold pepper. Dante cold pepper. <laughs> Dante cold pepper. <laughs> No. Oh, All right. Sports cold. joke Amy did not get. I thought that right over my head. I have <laughs> no idea. You're the quarterback, Amy. Oh, yeah. Remember your Avery Johnson, Kevin Hart thing earlier this show? <laughs> yeah. It's, that's basically what that okay. was. You, you just well, don't get it. I was going to say fun. Quita Culpepper. Yeah, true, true. And okay, again. so you have to live in Austin and yeah. watch the news. Okay. <laughs> well, a hot hot potato, cold potato. What's the opposite of a pepper? What's hot. the opposite of a hot pepper? Frozen I don't know. Cold. It's got to be cold. Cold something. Ice. Ice. Latte. I I don't know. 30 seconds, guys. A cold pepper, a hot tamale. No, wait. A hot pepper. Frozen. Cold. Ice. Chili. Chili. Chili pepper. Chili, good one. Chili pepper. A hot pepper, chili pepper, is that it? That has yeah, to be it. Yeah, because it's cold, chili. What's chili. the opposite of a hot pepper? That has to be it, right? Chili pepper. Yeah, that's it. Chili good one, pe- lunch. Chili pepper. All right, I think we're going to go with that. The morning corny. What is the opposite of a hot pepper? What is it? A chili pepper. Nice yeah. job, <laughs> nice job. Play that music. Woo! You ready, boys? Clear eyes. Full hearts can't lose. Nice Curry Underwood. You gotta be kidding. Me. I did that one. You, you acted like I know, like but it. there there's no way y'all would have gotten it that fast. And then you're like, oops. Why why How you, smart did we sound? Y'all though, sounded Amy? so I was like, what? I thought that was gonna be a fun one that we talk through and it'd be really cool. And then, And we weren't cool enough to play it off. No, that screamed it immediately. I had no idea y'all did that. And he's like, what's in it? Curry Underwood! <laughs> If anything, I thought I was going to, I don't know. Okay, well, uh, we win. You win. Thank Almost, you. barely. Um, we went two for two on that segment, boys. I was looking at some of the lists of names that people have used with the Secret Service. And why it came to my mind is Kamala Harris said, as she runs for the vice president's spot, her name is going to be Pioneer. So Secret Service, like, uh, uh, Pioneers left the building. I don't know if they say that. <laughs> uh, Joe Biden, uh, Celtic for Joe, Capri for Jill. President Trump, mogul. First Lady Melania Trump is Muse. Mike Pence is Hoosier from Indiana. And Karen is Hummingbird. I've kind of come up with a name for all of you guys, but then I'll also ask you your name. Oh. Okay. Well, I was oh, I said at home last night. And if I was going to name you guys, first of all, I would I would throw me in as, uh, my name would be Poindexter. Would that be hard to say? Poindexter has landed. Yeah, I feel like that's a tongue full. Point what? Or four eyes. How about that? <laughs> Okay. Stare yourself down. Right. <laughs> yeah, like uh, Poindexter is uh, into the building on the right side. That works. Okay. So I would have assigned me Poindexter. Um, Amy, I would have probably given you. Um, uh, yeah, she, uh, Klutz is driving up right now. Um, 
uh, K-L-U-T-Z, Klutz. That's, oh. that's what I would have. Uh, but what would you have assigned yourself? Katniss. Like Hunger Games? Yeah. Oh, boy, you have a different outlook on what we'd name you. Well, uh, yeah, very. Because Katniss is very, she's got precision. Yeah, yeah. Um, for Eddie, I'd be like, <laughs> all right, uh, landing at the airport now. Here he comes. He's uh, 80 feet away. There he is. Rona. Rona has uh, gotten close to <laughs> oh, us. <okay. laughs> uh, <laughs> As in Corona. Got um, it. Uh-huh. Eddie, what would you have named yourself? I mean, I think the obvious is Daddy, right? No. Daddy. Daddy is saying Daddy. And ever. Daddy sounds okay. creepy Ew. when a guy say. Daddy has landed. Ugh. Guys, guys, clear <laughs> the airport. Uh, daddy is uh, set to arrive. <laughs> No. No, why was that obvious? Because yeah. you're a dad? I thought because, something like, because I'm a dad. for Eddie, the one that, that wasn't that funny was barefoot. Because he's always barefoot. Because he's always barefoot. Always loves the beach. Obviously, he went to the beach, got Rona. Yeah. See how they came together? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, lunchbox. Um, I had a couple for him. All right, uh, we're 20 minutes away from the arrival of Hairball. <laughs> 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 he likes it. He's got hair all over him. Hey man, I got no complaints. He's got hair coming out everywhere. Um, so uh, that was my. What would you have given yourself, Lunchbox? Oh, that was an easy one. First thing that popped in my head, Big Daddy. Oh, Big Daddy. Okay, we have oh. Daddy and Big Daddy. I'm already confused now. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if Eddie or Lunchbox is getting here. Yeah, Big Daddy's here. Did you say Daddy's here or Big Daddy's here? <laughs> oh, boy. Could you repeat? Um, Raymundo. Daddy. Uh, I, for you, I have. Uh, walking on the premises now. Uh, frat Boy is here. Frat Boy is here. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you give yourself? I just went with the pet names. Me and my fiance call each other. She's uh, Moo Moo and I'm Oink Oink. <laughs> kind of animal <laughs> names. <laughs> she says to you Oink Oink. She doesn't yeah. call you Oink yeah. Oink. And when our buddy Billy's around, he's Quack Quack. <laughs> Why are you so ridiculous all the time? I'm just uh, telling you. Wow. <laughs> just when oink I think oink. Ray is at his peak ridiculousness, he hits me with Oink Oink. And he says Moo Moo to his fiance. I've heard him do that. Okay. We were out fishing. He's like, Moo Moo, help me. Moo Moo. And I thought it was some kind of distress signal. <laughs> I thought Moo Moo was for anybody to jump in. I didn't realize it was just for her. Mm. <sighs> um, and with Morgan number two, um, I, I labeled her as uh, landing in uh, the airport in 15 minutes. Uh, we have Millennial coming in. The, the Millennial is coming in. Hey, that's a good name. And it sounds cool, too. Yeah. Uh, what would you name yourself? I would name it Batman. I want the same lines as Amy. I love Batman. Oh, mm-hmm. Batman. Batman and Katniss. I also had uh, Dolly. It's like, like Dolly Parton because she kind of looks like a young Dolly Parton. Yeah. On there. All right. That's fun though, huh? I know. Can we have names that we just call each other? Yeah, you're Amy. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we have names. So. Yeah. If what if we come on one day and only use code names in every <laughs> listener, they're already confused <laughs> at the show anyway. Most folks are. I was reading this story from Bride Book. And the average couple dates blank before they get married. The average couple. Oh. By the way, I don't just read bride book. This is I was just looking through articles <laughs> to talk. Uh, so don't look at me with those eyes. I'm not looking. It's okay, everybody stop. Pump the brakes. All I'm doing is saying I was reading bride book and I saw this article. No judgment after here this, if that's tell what us you, about, yeah. yeah, tell us about another article you read after we're done with this one. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> Go ahead, Amy. A year? The average couple dates blank before making it official. You say a year? Yes. Eddie? Uh, I'm going to go with two years. Lunchbox? Definitely three years. The average couple dates for 4.9 years before the making what? it official. That, wow. Wh- my mind is blown. That's a long time. Yeah, it's a long time. This also means that divorces could be on the decline. Couples are taking the time to get to know each other before marrying. They're just not rushing into it. Okay. That's true. 
But I mean, that's the average. I mean, what are some people, 10 years? Yeah, according to research, marriages are becoming stronger than ever, relationships happier and more committed than ever, and couples more independent and consensual in their decisions than ever because they're taking time. They're doing the due diligence. Smart. Good, good for them, huh? Yeah. 4.9. Now, what, what, what month are we right now? August? Yep. Kayla and I will be nine months in next week. We could and? Have, if we would have... If I'd have got her pregnant the minute I met her, she'd be having a baby next week. But okay, well you didn't. Let's, let's be but glad yes, that didn't happen. That's basically where y'all if, are in the relationship is birth. Yeah, that's what like yeah. if the minute I would have seen her been like, hey, she's like, hey, I'm Caitlin, I'm Bobby. If boom, it would have happened right there. Mm-hmm. Next week. Isn't that cool? Yeah, it's so cool. Um, but I thought 4.9. I would have put it about a year. You should give her a baby for y'all's nine-month anniversary. A real one? No, like a, just like a doll. Like a real one. No, you should do that exact same thing. You should be like, hey, babe, just wanted you to know. It's our baby day. Yeah. We'd have had a baby if we'd have got it on night mm-hmm. one. Um, a large coronavirus outbreak linked to a wedding reception in Maine. How many people were there? Uh, more than two dozen Maine residents have tested positive for the coronavirus after a wedding reception, the state's first outbreak linked to a social gathering. Lunchbox asked me, you can ask, you can say it on the show what you asked me about this. Day. I mean, do we have the option to opt out of Ray's wedding? Because, I mean, you read these stories about these gatherings, and that's where the corona outbreaks happen. And I understand there's going to be less people, but this is why you can't get together in big groups. But you're a groomsman. Uh, I, uh, uh, okay, so a groomsman, like, you no, have to wait, go? No, y'all might opt out? Well, here's the thing. No, but here's the thing. I think everybody should be tested if I'm going to... Yeah. If I get it, people lose their jobs for mu- for a month or so on our set. Not just here. Yeah. I can work from home here. I, again, if I got it, I think I would be okay. I would get over it. But I can't have people not able to make their mortgage because I'm being irresponsible. So maybe the day before the wedding-ish or something, people do a rapid test and then... Hopefully in October we have you, those. you find out. Ray, what do you think about that? Yeah, we can uh, take the DJ money and put that towards a CVS rapid test. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> okay. I mean, uh, I hope you're not joking. Yeah, I... Like we're joking, but we're serious. If I'm gonna be up <laughs> near folks, I need to know that because I don't I don't hang around anybody that hasn't been tested or gets. I mean, and you and I are the closest, and I won't even be close to you anymore because your kids are at school. I know. You're like, I get zapped if I come too close to you. A uh, furious bride slams a guest for declining a wedding invite due to COVID nineteen. She's like, I can't. I'm not coming to your wedding. But then the bride gets all mad about it. You can't get mad about people being concerned about. The well-being of either themselves and or others. Yeah, I don't because again, mine's not about me. I know that you say that too, and I think that that's the general consensus among healthy young people. But then every once in a while, there's a weird case where yeah, a yeah. healthy person ends up with extreme. Yes. and we don't know long-term effects. Conditions, and, but I'm just telling you how I think about myself yeah. right now. I know, I get it. That I think just playing the numbers. If I got it, I would be okay. Agree, but I mean, you also never know. Yeah. Eddie, what advice would you give to folks out there thinking about oh, Corona boy. right now? Now that you, you're you're our Corona expert because you've had it forever. Let's go out to the field where Eddie, <laughs> Eddie is hanging out in his house because he's had Corona for uh, over a month. Go ahead. Well, tell us what it was well, like at Corona Cove. Yeah. Well, it's weird. Stop it. I'm not talking about Corona Cove. But what was weird about it is, is that now being on the other side of it, 
I'm not fearful of it anymore. I'm one of the lucky ones, obviously, that had minor symptoms and only had it for a few days. So I'm not scared of it. I understand the fear that everyone has, but coming through it and being on the other side of it, I mean, I, I feel much better about Corona. I feel like I understand it a little better than everyone else. But you also understand that if you get it, you can't work and you could lose your means for, if you didn't have this job where you could work from home, it'd probably be a lot different. That's very true. Yeah, so there there is that part to worry about it. But I mean, honestly, if you ask me, I think you... I think everyone is eventually going to get it. I mean, I never got the chicken. Well, we're not so asking not you what we think the percentage of folks in the United States. We're not going to Eddie for <laughs> Eddie any well, analytics. Now. Eddie goes <laughs> well, to Florida when it couldn't be any hotter of a spot. So now let's go to our reason, expert, Eddie. Go ahead. The, the only reason I say that is because I got it very easily. Like, I was pretty safe about it. I know you say I went to Florida, but... <laughs> Florida is a big state. I didn't get around anyone. So if I just was in a vicinity of somewhere that's some place that somewhere someone had it, I mean, I don't know how I got it, but it was a lot easier than I thought to get it. So that's why I say that. Yeah. Any of us could get it. I could get it being as safe as I possibly can be. I'm just, again, I'm just playing numbers. Well, Eddie, I miss you, bud. I, I do too, dude. And you know, Morgan number two posted something yesterday. It said like 40 days. I've had it for 40 days now. That's a crazy number. Like, you haven't been that's to work. A long time. You haven't been to work in 40 days. When are you coming back, yeah. dude? It's not funny. No, he's asking a question. I think you got it. When'd you get a test, Eddie? I got it yesterday. Okay. So we'll know tomorrow, probably. And we'll, we'll see. We'll see when, that, when the results come in. Because you went to a different place. So you're hoping for a different result. I did, and I got it. I got the test down my throat instead of the nose. So we'll I thought that. he was going to say. In his butt? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's like, that would, be, that would be Bobby. That's what he says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I go in, and it's this machine, and it has Q-tips at all heights and all around you, and it just sticks in all holes at once. It goes, <laughs> like every hole in your body. It measures you up, mm. and it goes into every hole at once, and then it pulls it out, and then it tests every one of those swabs. The Orifice machine. Yeah, yeah. I invented this this machine and I only do it to myself and there's no real result but I just like it <laughs> last night I was listening to music I've kind of been feeling down in the dumps and so I always write better when I'm you know a little bit a little bit I, like this whole season kind of has me down it's like what's happening in our country the pandemic the politi- politicization of everything like I it's affecting me probably uh, feels like a two pound backpack that just not only sits on my back but also sits on my stomach sometimes and so I'm like man what, how can I turn this into something so I do I write better so I got I have my laptop out and I'm writing and inside of that I'm looking for music but I don't want upbeat music because you know what I like I like the sad stuff like hit me with it mm-hmm. and I just finished watching this documentary I'll tell you about it later from Tom Douglas um, and it had me a bit emotional and uh, I'm writing and I go you know I feel like some Colin Ray right now and so I go over and I go over to the Colin Ray list of songs. My mind is blown. The fact that Little Rock wasn't the most streamed song, then I started to get mad. That's the first thing that comes to my brain. Yeah. So I'm sure if you're listening to the show, I would assume most of you know Little Rock from Colin Ray. Here you go. I think I'm on a roll here in Little Rock. Great song. It comes on. Like, I feel it every time. By the way, the reason, I think, was Tom Douglas wrote this song for Colin Ray. And so, anyway, so I'm on call, and I was like, I cannot believe that Little Rock is not the number one Colin Ray stream song. What do you think of the songs that are streamed over Little Rock? I have no idea. You're going to know them, but we got to do something about this. We got to all start streaming Little Rock again. So what are, what are the other ones? Okay. Number one, love. 
me. Yeah. Before I, I do. This is good. It's good. I know. I know. Don't, don't give up on me. And the oh. oh, don't jump. Sorry, wrong verse. <laughs> I don't know how long I'll be, but I'm not gonna let you down. So it is a great song. Darling, wait and see. Here we go. And between now and then, until I see you again, I'll be loving you. Love me. Great song. Shouldn't be number one over Little Rock, though. It should be number two. Okay, it's still strong, But that's a strong song. By the way, do I have a beef with Colin Ray? Does anyone know? No. <laughs> Why would you? Well, I don't know. I, I don't, you don't know. <laughs> I don't know if at one point. Here's my thing. I hold on to beef so long if they don't get resolved. And if I'm not sure no. if at one point he smarted me on Twitter and I was like, I'm not, I don't. Oh. I literally can't think of that. Maybe I didn't. I would feel like I would know. I, I really feel like it might be. Because I love Colin Ray's music. Of. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Mike, can you investigate to see if Colin Ray and I ever had a beef? Because I tell you, Travis Tritt and I had a beef once, and I love Travis Tritt. <laughs> We've since gotten over it. But, yeah. All right. Um, what else? Number two. And this is a jam, too, over Little Rock. And I know every word, but it shouldn't be over Little Rock. That's my story. Well, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Come on. That's my story. That's my story. That's my story. Well, I ain't got a witness, and I can't prove it. But that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Yes, good, but no way is it right. better than Right, no way is better than Or rock. Love Me. Yeah, well, and it's not. It's not right. Love Me's at number one. That's my story at number two. This next one's great, though, too. One Boy, One Girl. One Boy. Yeah. One Girl. Two hearts beating wildly. To put it mildly, it was love at first sight. Good, good song, huh? That's my whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, at number four, in this life, see if you know this song. Okay. I will know deep in my heart the only dream that mattered had come true. Yeah. In this life, good. I was loved by <laughs> what, Eddie? You. It's great. You're like, eh, it's okay. It's no, and my list, <laughs> it's like, no Little Rock. <laughs> it's no, I'm so mad that Little Rock's not the number one streaming song. This is one They're of all the jams. Well, this is one of the 25 greatest songs in my country music life. Stone, baby, wait and see. And then it's like, I'm selling VCRs and it ain't Walmart. He wrote this about his dad. Here's the story. This is Tom Douglas. Look, get this. Listen to the story. So Tom Douglas is, he comes to Nashville. By the way, he wrote The House That Built Me. He wrote I Run To You, Lady Antebellum. Just wonderful guy. Um, now he's an older guy, probably in his late 50s. But he um, comes to Nashville, bombs out as a songwriter. He's like, this is never going to work for me. Moves to Dallas to do real estate. Is also living with his dad for the first time, taking care of his dad, who wasn't doing great. And his dad found some old tapes of songs he had written, and he was like, hey, um... And they weren't close at all. Didn't really share feelings or emotions. And his dad was like, this song's really good. And he was like, oh my God, my dad listened to something I wrote. And it was Little Rock. And he was like, that gave me enough. I got it back. Colin. And then boom, now he's one of the most prolific songwriters in Nashville. 
That's amazing. But you're going to tell me Little Rock is... I'm really getting angry at the wrong things, too, by the way. I could really put my energy into things that matter right now. Um, okay. Mike D has written this on my screen. I had a possible Twitter beef with Colin Ray, but his original tweet was deleted. Something about Luke Bryan not being country. Oh. That sounds like something I'd fight somebody over. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I do not remember that. Uh. Because okay. you may not... Luke's music may not be your exact cup of tea, but d- that guy is as country as it gets. Every part of him. There is no facade with that guy. So, yeah, I would have stuck up for Luke, for sure. But that had to be so long ago. How many years, Mike? Uh, six years ago. Six years oh. oh, okay. Oh, well, boy. I was a baby then. <laughs> I was looking for fights. <laughs> is Colin Ray still around town? Well, I would love for him to come in. Yeah. I'm already in the middle of sending an email right now because I, I saw how passionate you were about this. Yeah. And I want to get him to come in and play that song for you. Okay. Multi-platinum country music artist Colin Ray. 24 top 10 hits, 15 number ones, 10 nominations for male vocalist of the year. Lives in Nashville. Um, last time he tweeted was August 14th or is that a pin tweet? Okay. All right. So he's kicking. It's been a few days. But he's kicking. All right, Colin. I would like to get Colin Ray up here with the... I assume he plays piano or guitar. I would like to do a medley of his songs. Okay. And I want, and this is what I'm going to set out to all my listeners right now. This is our goal. Let us stream the crap out of Little Rock and move it up that top five chart. Just play it. I make no money off this. That's the jam. All right. Dang, he's doing some mountain festival with Aaron Tippin, Sammy, Sammy Kershaw, Kershaw, Diamond, Diamond Rio. Rio. I know. Why? Can we go to that? I know. <laughs> is that still happening? Yeah, well, it says September 17th. Yeah, that is legit for sure. I mean. Uh, we should have that festival Can we in the get studio. all those guys in the studio? That's right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is uh, Colin Ray. Let's go, baby. Let's do it. Let's do the medley. Yeah, hopefully he's not still holding on to that tweet. I didn't even know why I was mad, Amy, but I know. Like, I remember everybody I'm supposed to be mad at. I just never remember why I'm mad at them anymore. Do you ever do that? Mm-mm. Mm. Nope. I hold it. Like, I store it. I put it in an envelope, and I put it in its little mail slot, and I wait for it to be reopened. No. May not know who it's addressed to or why, what's written on the letter, but I know what's in there. It's like the thing with Lee Bryce and I. I was like, why am I? Why do I still have beef with Lee Bryce? And then I remember, it took me a second to remember his roadie tried to fight me on stage once. But again, that's his roadie. It's not him. But he's, that's a part of his organization. Okay. But that's, no, but I remembered. I didn't know why I was just harboring this resentment. Mm-hmm. You need to let it go. Let it go. The good thing about me feeling down in the dumps and a bit depressed is that I'm so much more creative and I come in fired up at stupid things and it's pretty entertaining. Well, I you're mean, welcome. Okay. The, okay. Thank you. You did take <laughs> us down memory lane there with all the Colin exactly. Ray songs. So exactly. I do appreciate all it. Right. Thank you. It's time for the good news. Tell me something good. Let's go over to our producer, Eddie, who's at his home studio right now. Eddie. So foster agencies across the country are saying right, right now with COVID, foster kids really need support. So this mom out of Lincoln, Nebraska, and her friends came up with an idea to come up with a book drive for foster kids. So they've collected a bunch of books and backpacks for kids because they're going back to school now. And they're up to $28,000 wow. of money that they've collected from the community. Pretty cool. Wow, wow. With your foster kids, are they still checking in as much, Eddie? Or what's what's been happening with the system? 
Yeah, so the system slowed down tremendously. I mean, we do a check-in, you know, twice a month with the, it's usually a Zoom call. We did have somebody come to the house last week, so that's the first time that's happened. But they're starting to move a little faster. They're saying they're going to start express court, which means that if there are cases with no big problems, they're going to move a little faster in the court system. So we're looking forward to that. So you could possibly adopt your two foster kids? Oh, Bones, I'm hoping, man. I'm hoping we that that was supposed to happen at least six months ago, and it hasn't. So I'm looking forward to that if that happens. Is that expensive? Like the actual process? I don't know. I, we, I mean, as far as us, expensive like the, for us? Yeah, that's what I wonder. Like so. court fees, legal fees. I don't know what happens in that process. Amy, is what do you know? Because you've adopted two oh, children. I know, but international adoptions. Yes, expensive, but way different than if you're in the foster care. Like, I don't know, each state, I mean, they want this to happen. Yeah. So I don't know, yeah. like, what the state provides versus what the families have to do. But, I mean, either way, you're adding two kids to your family. Well, he's already got expensive. two kids. <laughs> yes. They've been there for how long? <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh, about a year and a half. Yeah. All right, good luck. Anyway, that's a great story. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. I have some interesting money stories here. Uh, this one here, there's a mom of 11 in Kansas. She's only 27, 28 years old. She has 11 kids. She started having kids when she was 16. Oh, my. Now they have 11 kids, and she's she wants more kids. She's like, give me more kids. Been pregnant for 10 years, basically. Um, and again, she's got a 15, 14, 13, 12, basically just count down the years. Um, so here you go. Here's some stuff I pulled from this article. They spend 300 bucks a week on groceries, which includes five boxes of cereal every week. 66 cartons of milk every week and 600 diapers every week. And they're, okay. And they're what? Well, I was thinking, okay, and they spend $300. That's that, all that week. stuff pretty much costs $300. Jeez, yeah. I'm like, what else? Where's all the other food they need to eat? If that wasn't enough, she's forced to do 12 loads of laundry a week okay. while he makes two morning school runs in their 15 seater Ford Transit. The 12 seater no longer sufficed. That's just a lot of kids, a lot. Of, but she wants more kids, and if she gets afford them, have at it. Yeah. You know, pump away to your little heart's content. I don't know. I mean, some people are just really good at that. I'm over here scared to death that I'm going to be a terrible father, and, and with and they're just ripping them. So we're even. I'm yeah. good. Well, you're not alone in your fear. <laughs> She's but. making up. She's and Eddie's got 47 kids, so I'm good. <laughs> four. No, oh. just four. Uh, speaking of money, Kurt Cobain's daughter, whose name is Frances Bean. By the way, Kurt Cobain, lead singer of Nirvana. Uh, she blew through her $11 million inheritance. On oh. what? On not being sober, basically. Oh, that's a bummer. Mm. She blew through her $11 million inheritance before getting sober and getting a grip on managing her money. She was living beyond her means. It took Frances stepping away from that type of lifestyle, plus getting sober to realize that money isn't permanent no matter how much you have. She was just two when her dad died. He left a trust that gives around 100000 bucks per month, and her relationship with money is complicated. Boy, it's just tough to hear someone, how someone would roll through that much money. I know. And I don't know what she did, but I guess if you buy a $7 million house, there goes over 50% of your money. I, again, I don't know that's the case. But it's hard to go, how would you roll through $11 million? Probably with massive purchases, too. Yeah, and if there's substance abuse. I mean, drugs can be super expensive. And then if you're hanging out with people that do drugs, maybe, and you're the one with the money, you buy them all. You know a little too much about that. I watch a lot of drug shows. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like a lot. Uh, Michael Jordan's shoes were auctioned off for $615,000. 
a pair of shoes worn by Michael Jordan during a 1985 exhibition game broke a record when they sold for $615,000 at an auction. Francis Bean buy them? <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of money for mm-hmm. some shoes. That's a pretty funny one. That's a good comeback. Uh, the $615,000 final price broke a broke a record set by another pair for Michael Jordan that were $560,000. I looked up the most expensive shoes in history. Um, it's not these. What you thinking? Just throw a number out. Most expensive shoes in history. This is already bizarre. Well, okay. Well, it's more than that. 800000 There are a pair of heels valued at $17 million. Oh. Ooh. Of course. Worn by? Francis Bean. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They're probably just covered in diamonds. And, or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll give you the quote from a famous movie. Just name the movie. These are very easy quotes. You shouldn't miss any of these. Amy, Eddie, Lunchbox, Morgan, you're all in. Here we oh, go. Boy. I'm going to just say the quote. Name the movie. I'm the king of the world. I didn't give you much. <laughs> I mean, Is someone I, confused over there? Morgan was. She looked at me like, what the? <laughs> Took me a minute. I got it. Yeah, the king of the yeah. world. Okay, okay. Amy? Titanic. Lunchbox? Titanic. Morgan? Titanic. Eddie? Titanic. I'm the king of the world! <laughs> All right, softball. Let's go level two. I feel the need, the need for speed. Amy drops her pen. Like a boss. <laughs> Basically threw it down. I just watched this. Oh. I feel the need. The need for speed. I, need, I feel the need for speed. All right, around the room we go. Amy. Top Gun. Lunchbox. Talladega Nights. Morgan. Top Gun. Eddie. <laughs> Top Gun. All right, Lunchbox, I'm sorry to see you go. <laughs> But you've been eliminated. Sorry. Right. Closing time. Um, <laughs> next one. I will look for you, I will find you, and I will kill you. I will look for you, I will find you, and I will kill you. Easy movie quote. Everybody good? Yep. Yeah. Amy? Yeah. Taken. Morgan? Taken. Eddie? Taken. Nice. Okay, here we go. Number four. Oh, play that. I will look for you, I will find you, and I will kill you. That's such a good movie. Taken 1 was. Taken 19 kind of stunk, but Taken 1 rocked. (laughs) All right, here we go. Next one. I'll get you, my pretty, and your little dog, too. And. Okay. Amy. Wizard of Oz. Morgan. Wizard of Oz. Eddie. Wizard of Oz. Nice. All right, someone's going to be eliminated on this one, I feel. Here we go. I'll play that, please. I'm sorry. I keep forgetting. I'll get you, my pretty, and your little dog, too. (laughs) The next one. I'll have what she's having. In. Morgan struggling. No. So am I. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm struggling a little bit. Uh, I'll have what she's having. Oh 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 oh! Got it. Mm. Dang it. All right, Amy. 
when Harry met Sally. Morgan? Mm, you've got mail. Oh, dang. Similar-ish type movie, but not it. Eddie? In the diner when Harry met Sally. That's right. I'll have what she's having. Because she's going, oh. And he's like, oh, I'll have what she's having. <laughs> Two people remain. One more, and then we'll go to sudden death. Roads? Where we're going, we don't need roads. What? Roads? Where we're going, we don't need roads. Eddie, do you know it? Oh, yeah, 100%. Oh, wow. You do? And Eddie's been on a streak yeah. with games lately. Yeah. What? Roads? It's ro- ro- roads? That, that's good, Amy. What you said was perfect, kind of how he says it. Roads? Roads? Mm -hmm. Where we're going... We don't need roads. Anything? Okay. I need your answer, Amy. Apollo 13. Because <laughs> of space. That's a good one. <laughs> they don't need roads. Ray, what? Uh, oh, sorry, sorry, don't play yet. Eddie, you know what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That is back to the future. Oh, I just watched that too. Roads? Well, we're going, we don't need. Rose. There he is. Eddie wants to Yeah. Eddie, what do you want to say to all the movie fans out there that love you? Oh, hey, love the cinema and not just the fans, but guys, when the theaters open back up, go support your local cinema. Okay, says the guy with Corona. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, See, yeah, this is why you have Corona. <laughs> I mean, after all this is done. <laughs> On the Bobby Bones Show now. Cam. I'm going to put Cam on in just one second. I want to mention what she's doing first before I put her on. Live at the Ryman. It is a live stream pay-per-view. It's happening on Friday night, 8 p.m. Central. Uh, Ryman.com. For 10 bucks, you can watch. Now, I'm curious as to exactly what's going to happen. Our friend Cam is on. Hi, Cam. Hi. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. Looking good. Thank you. Uh, I don't think I can say not so bad yourself anymore. I don't want to go to yeah. HR jail. Hey, thanks for that compliment. I'll just leave it there. Right? You know what? It's learning how to accept compliments. That's part of it. All right. Well, uh, thanks. <laughs> I feel good. That's all I say now. Yeah, I feel good. Yeah. All right. Cam is here. Um, Cam, explain to me what exactly is going to happen on this live stream whenever I log on and I pay my 10 bucks and I'm able to watch this show. Basically, you're about to watch one of the wildest moments in history, if I dare say so myself. I'm going to play a show in an empty Ryman, and so you're going to hear, like, this music reverberating off empty pews. You're going to see me telling stories in between. Like, I kind of have, like, a Mr. Rogers-type feel, you know, <laughs> like, talking in between. Like, it's, it's, it has positive moments and it has deep moments, and you kind of laugh and cry and you hear some music. It's very healing. So it'll be, it'll be wild, though, to see... Even if you've never been to the Ryman, just to see a show happening in an empty church is going to be pretty magnificent, I think. You know, what's interesting to me about this is that, listen, a lot of people are getting online and playing. But when people play on Instagram or they play on Twitter, the audio sucks. It's like I just know. screaming at your phone. We want to give everybody music however we can, but it is such a treat right now to have access to nice audio, like you're saying. So here's what I'm going to do. I'll play a couple Cam songs real quick. Uh, first of all, this is Cam's number one uh, burning house. Here's a clip of this. I've been sleepwalking, been wandering all night. 
Here's her current single, Classic. Check this out. I wanna hear you. And then here's one. I love this song. I'm not sure if you're going to play it or not, but the Diplo song, it's Diplo with Cam called So Long. I know you're fine doing life on your own, but that doesn't mean you should spend it alone. Cam, how'd you get on the Diplo track? Did he reach out to you, or did you get a cool call from, like, somebody fancy? They reached out, and I was, I'm just going to tell you, I was the first person on that bandwagon. Oh, yeah. Everybody <laughs> followed after me, so I just want to stake my claim right there. Yeah, it's a really cool track. You know, I'm 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 a big fan. We we play Cam too on our Women of By Heart Country show, Amy. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're able to play some of her new stuff. Cam texted me the other day, and she was like, "I'm so glad you liked the song." Cla-. So tell me about the song "Classic." We're going to play it coming up here in a second. Yeah, I got to do it with Jack Antonoff, who just did the Chicks, and he did Taylor, and he's such a fun, good-hearted human. We started just jamming in the studio and came up with like this kind of upbeat version of like nostalgia list of nostalgia things and the point is which i think all of us are starting to realize especially right now styles change technology changes but there are people in your life that are so classic they will never leave you know they're the people that know you for who you are despite the trends and this is for me it's like the love of my life it's my husband but whoever it is for you this song is for you guys you know with him producing the song correct me if i'm wrong but uh, he did you, Taylor, uh, Bleachers, Fun. He was in Fun. Remember Fun? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all that's correct, right, Cam? Uh-huh. Yeah. Remember Fun? Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> that, that's my interview. It was awesome. He was awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Cam is on with us right now. Um, you, you mentioned style, but it, it reminded me when you were out playing with Harry Styles. When you're playing to that Harry Styles crowd and, and the, the arena's full, are the, the screams so piercing for that guy that it's distracting for my set what was amazing is they listened completely to the lyrics and then would scream afterwards and it was one of the most welcoming crowds i've been around and then when he came out it was like you're saying deafening like basically you need earplugs the entire show it's hard to watch a show amy you went to see justin bieber oh yeah and isn't it hard because you want to enjoy the show but it's nonstop just ah it was very uh, piercing to the ears. Yeah. But then I found myself caught up in it, screaming too. Oh, then you started screaming. <laughs> you just can't help channel your inner fangirl. But yeah, it is a little much. Who are you fangirling over right now, Cam? If you had to pick somebody that you're like, man, I just, you know, they, they've put out Ooh. something somewhat new or, or even something that you've discovered. If for me, you know, I was talking about uh, Whiskey Myers the other day and he's not a new artist, but I'm kind of on that bandwagon a little bit. So what about you? Who you like now? Tyler Childers. Oh, yeah, from and, Kentucky. And I love um, Priscilla Renee. I don't know if you know who she is, but she's really great, too. I'm not cool enough to know Priscilla Renee yet. I'll get Cam cool probably in about a year. I'm about a year <laughs> I'm about a year behind the real cool people. That's how we are typically with everything here. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Fashion, all the things. Hey, what's the deal? But when you find it, you support it, and that's a big part of it. Yeah, I just I don't see very well, so I don't see a lot of things anymore. I just go home. <laughs> uh, what's the deal with you switching labels? Because... You know, I read now that you're on RCA New York. What does that even mean to like a, a, a goober like me? Well, I mean, it means I normally was signed in the beginning to New York and Nashville. And then I left the Nashville part of the label. It was not the right fit. And so I went with New York, which I always was. But I still needed like a Nashville home, you know, to do 
country music and put it out in the home of country music. So I was so happy when I found Triple Tigers and we kind of just found each other, I guess I should say. Like, we're so excited. They're so excited about me and my music. I'm so excited about them and what they do. It's such a great fit. It's a really kind of unique way they take on putting out music. So it feels correct for my little unique self. That's cool. And isn't that all we're doing? Trying to find a thing that's best for us. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever way you mm-hmm. fit, get in where you fit in and, 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 you know, be content with that. I, I remember back yeah. in February, you handed out earplugs to passengers on your Southwest flight. And I mean, if you, you didn't see the bags, imagine there, it's a little plastic bag and it's got an earplug in it, but on the front, it's a picture of Cam. She it says, baby on board. Today is my first flight and I'm sorry. And then she goes on and she goes, <laughs> uh, and she lists her song. Uh, did you give them a free download too? Is that what this is? You know, probably, or a link to something, but it just was like <laughs> little little candies and like whatever I yeah. could do, because I remember being the person that had to sit next to a baby and being like, oh, God, how obnoxious, and now I'm the one with the baby, and everyone was so sweet. Like, when you come at them from the beginning, yep. everyone's so sweet about it, and then she didn't even cry, so I looked like a brilliant wow. mother, but she just took a nap. So did anyone, because I would have, if I'd have been on this flight and she would have handed this to me and her picture was on it, I'd have been like, hey, Kim, would you sign this? Well, did anyone ask you to sign the bag? No, I think everyone was so tickled they got something. They were just like, oh, that's so thoughtful and sweet. And we just basically made friends with everybody. How is Lucy, your daughter? She's doing good. She's hanging with her grandma downstairs. She's past the uh, crying potato stage. And now she smiles and has a little personality. And I'm freaking out. Same with Eddie. That's how we feel about Eddie right now. He had Corona, but he's bounced his way all the way back, and now he's... Uh, all right, Cam is on, at Cam Country on Instagram, live at the Ryman, the live stream. It is Friday night at 8 Central, so do the math on where you are. Tickets are $10. You're going to get A-plus audio quality, right? They're dialed into this. Um, and we're going to give away, like, 25 free... What, what do we call them? Codes to watch the live stream? Is that what we call them? Yeah. So all you have to do is direct message our Instagram account, at Bobby Bone Show. And we're going to give like the first 25 people to direct message us um, a free code to watch the, the live stream here. Oh, that's awesome. Otherwise, tickets are $10. What will be the first song you play, Cam? And I'll leave you with that. What's the first song you play whenever you hop uh, on the Ryman stage? Oh, my gosh. I don't know if I want to spill the beans, but I'm going to sing an old, um, something my Baptist grandmother would sing around the house. That's what I'm starting with the whole thing with in this big empty space. Some that morning when the life is <laughs> over, I fly away. Is it that one? Very close. Dang. All right. Uh, Cam, there she is. Check out the, the live stream August 21st. It's Friday. Tickets are $10. Ryman.com to get it. Always a treat, Cam. I notice you have eliminated yellow from your life purposefully, I assume. <laughs> It's you know I'm transitioning. I'm a mom now. Yeah. So now it's it's all the colors. We're going we're going forward. <laughs> all right, Cam. Good to see you. Good luck Friday night. Nice to see you too. Bye bye. Well, there's a national day for everything, and we don't do a lot of these, but today is National Radio Day. Here are five facts about radio that even people in the room must may not even know. Okay. Number one, Marconi, Guglielmo Marconi. Sent the first ever radio transmission in 1896, so he's considered the father of radio. Okay. AM stands for what, Amy? <laughs> what? How am I supposed to know? Hold on. Uh, uh, FM is... 
Nailed it. A.M. <laughs> Why are you making lots I, of noises? Because I, I should know this because I know that I've been taught it before. So go ahead. Tell me. I can't remember. A.M. stands for amplitude modulation. Yeah, that's it. And F.M. stands for frequency modulation. I knew it. <laughs> Number three, back in the 80s, people were able to download video games from a radio broadcast by recording the sound on cassette tape that they could then play on their computers. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Radio stations east of the Mississippi River used the letter W as the first letter on their call signal. I knew that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So here, because we're in Nashville, we're double, the station here is WSIX. The, mm-hmm. But we used to work in Texas on KHFI. So W is all stations east of the Mississippi and K is all west. That's why California, KISS FM, K-I-I-S. Yep. So, did you know that, Austin? Or did you, Austin, you know Lunchbox? I had no idea. <laughs> I, I, why, but why is that? What, 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 I was what, thinking of Austin. I was reading the story here. <laughs> like, why, what does that have to do with anything? It's So, you can use those third, those secondary letters over and over. There's not enough letters, really. Yeah, um, so that way if it starts with a different first letter, then you just... Mm-hmm. So, is there a... Since there's a... There's an X. I think X is Mexico. Or like... Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh. Mm. Um, in World War II, weather reports were censored to prevent enemy submarines from learning about conditions. A football game in Chicago was so covered in fog that the radio announcer couldn't see the field, but afterward he was officially thanked for never using the word fog or mentioning the weather. This is during the war. Oh. Good for him. He just made it up. Way to go. Mitch Dubisky. That's in the 50s. Do it. <laughs> All right. Um, by the way, the origin of our show, uh, Mike D wrote this out for me. At 17 years old, I started working at the campus station of Henderson State University. I was later on the air at KLAZ 105.9 while still in college. After graduating, I worked at a station in Little Rock, Arkansas, before making my big move to Austin, Texas, where I then met the rest of the show. I met Amy at a Culver's restaurant. She gave me coupons for ice cream. I met Lunchbox at a bar while he's working as a delivery driver for a sandwich place. Eddie was my best friend. We worked together doing local TV. He was my producer. We also have a comedy band called Bobby Bones and the Raging Idiots. Other members of the show were interns who worked their way up. We all moved to Nashville together and started this show seven years ago. That's right. Wow. This is Ray's Impressive. first ever radio job. And he run, I mean, Ray runs the place, but at the time, yeah! Ray was an intern. And I was like, you got you coming with us? Time to, I mean, now he's such a, it's been a long time though now. Like we're all. Yeah. But there you go. That's it. All right. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye everybody. This is the Bobby Bones Show.